Hello, everyone. My name is Rick Hawkins. I'm the pastor of Quest Church. I want to thank all of you for joining us today. You're about to hear a word that is informative, insightful, and inspirational. If you'd like to support our ministry, you can go to questchurch.com. Enjoy the message. We surrender, we lift our hands, that's our sign of surrender. And we yield our hearts to you, Jesus, and we say, speak to us tonight. Yeah, God. We want you to mold us and make us into the person you desire us to be, the one you preordained us to be. Yes. And we ask you, Lord, to let us reach with our faith into our future tonight, believing you for the best result, the best version of who you have created us to be. And we ask you to make us pliable tonight, Make us pliable and teachable tonight. Remove any rigidness or hardness from our hearts. And we just give you praise for all you've done, what you're doing, and what you will do in Jesus' name. Can you say amen? Amen. All right, Pastor Josh, you taught or preached on, did you preach or teach? Did he, did he preach or talk? Teach. He, he, you taught? Okay. Well, from what I understand, it was really good, right? Thank you. Now I'm going to be very vulnerable with you. I have not listened to the message. And um, someone told me that. Someone said I need to hear it. And the likelihood of that happening is probably not going to happen um, just because of time. But I know it was good because I know Josh is a great communicator. What was your text on Sunday? Acts chapter 2, verse 41 through 42. 41 and 42. Mm -hmm. So just give me some thoughts on you, you preached or teached or treached <laughs> on the subject of belonging, right? Yeah, I, I picked up where you left off. You gave us four basic needs that every human has, right? We know what those are. Those are purpose, security, identity, and acceptance. And so we picked up right there. We picked up right there. And so the text I, I drew from was Acts 2 and verse 42, where it says that the people of God continued steadfastly, and that was a key phrase. They continued steadfastly. Mm -hmm. They were constant. They were consistent. In four things, the apostles' doctrine, and in fellowship, and in breaking of bread, and in prayers. And so what we did right there was we, we, we launched from your idea of identity mm -hmm. and how you can't even belong to something until you first know who you are. Right. Amen. And one, one thing we, we talked about was the psychology of belonging. Do you guys remember that? Talked about the psychology of belonging and that it is a, an emotional need of every human being. It's right. innate in every single one of us that we be accepted or that we belong. Amen. Right. And so it's the need to give and to receive attention. I believe, and I didn't get a chance to really say this on Sunday, but I believe it was God's intention all along for us to do it together. Can I get an amen to that? Right, yeah. I believe it, if it wasn't the case, then after he created Adam and gave Adam a job to do, he wouldn't have stopped Adam dead in his tracks and said, it is not good for man to be alone. I know that's right. And, <laughs> 
And in that moment, I believe he instilled into each and every one of us this innate uh, longing, this innate desire to be accepted or attached mm -hmm. to somebody else. Amen? Right. And so that's where we really launched the whole idea on Sunday. And we were really traversing our way toward a point that when we all get together, things happen. We were trying to get to a place where we understood that, like Psalm uh, 133 says, that when the brothers dwell together in unity, there's a commanded blessing there. Right. And when the people of God gathered into that upper room in one place, remember that we talked about in, pray, in prayers, a set place, gathered in one place and in one accord, there was a promise released there. And so the idea was, yes, it is innate in us to belong. Mm -hmm. And the reason why that is is because out of that belonging or out of that gathering or out of that togetherness, there is a power that is released or the purpose of God can be established in the earth as a result of it. That's powerful. So it's kind of like the subject of emergent behavior. Yes. So we talked about that. It's innate in cows to herd. Mm-hmm. Right? It's in it's innate in fish to swim in schools, right? Mm -hmm. Because all of God's creation was created in a way that they had a sense of belonging to something. Um, so in order for you to belong, you have to find a place of acceptance. That's Is right. that not true? That's right. Okay, and so the four basic needs, again, are security, acceptance, purpose, and identity, which you obviously covered with great clarity. Um, as you're talking right now, I'm thinking about the need of acceptance and, and those things. So do you mind if we just kind of go that direction Absolutely, for a moment sir. or you want to preach a little more because you were preaching really good there, Josh. Good. Okay. Um, acceptance is very important, right? Belonging, the need to belong. I was listening to Kanye. I, it, it's very interesting to me the dynamic that is happening in reference to one guy. Uh -huh. Okay, he's a human being, but he is creating a stir uh -huh. in the world like I haven't seen in a while. And then he's being polarized by a segment of people that have a hard time accepting uh -huh. him as a Christian. Um, I even saw a preacher, a very popular preacher, post a thing the other day I thought was interesting because they said it's hard for me to accept him because of his connection to 45. I don't know if you know what 45 is, but that's President Donald Trump. And so people are polarizing or creating this polarization between Kanye and the body of Christ because of his connection to the president. I'm not going to give commentary on that. I don't do politics from the pulpit. If you guys haven't learned that by now, you're going to learn it really quick. I just don't do that. That's not my office. My office is to equip the saints Amen. for the work of the ministry, Amen. and that's what I'm all about. So, uh, But I just find it interesting that this guy would really just slam him because of his connection to President Trump. Okay, let's start there. It seems to me that the one institution in the world that has the most trouble oftentimes accepting people. Yeah. Let's just say this. Let's just say this. He could, in a month, do an interview and just say, I was faking y'all out the whole time. I just, I fooled all of you guys. 
I never was saved. What have we lost if he does that? Nothing. Not a thing. It's our job to say, if you tell me that you have received Jesus Christ as your Savior, and your blood bought and sanctified and filled with the Holy Spirit, it's not my place right there to judge if that has happened or not. It's my job to accept you based on your confession. All right? Let's take it from right there. Here's what has happened, Josh, and you interject as you feel led. <laughs> when we do not know, I wrote this down today, when we do not know the difference in acceptance and approval, we create confusion, Come on, Pastor Rick. misunderstanding, and abuse. Man. Should I say that again? Yes, sir. When we do not know the difference in acceptance and approval, we create opportunity for misunderstandings, for confusion, and for abuse. So while I'm thinking about acceptance and the difference in acceptance and approval, and there's a big difference, acceptance is that basic human need uh -huh. that you talked about earlier. However, many of us think we are asking for acceptance when really we're looking for approval. Mm. Don't miss that. Many of us think we're asking for acceptance and really what we want is approval. So I wrote this down. Acceptance is something we can and should give as the body of Christ. Amen. Right? We can give it, and we should give it. Amen. All right. Now, with that being said, let's narrow our focus down to something. What is approval? At its root, approval is this. You have to have position in someone's life to give them approval. Come on, sir. You've not been taught that, but that's the reality of the word. That's the true, root, primitive meaning of the word approval. Someone having a position in your life is the only one that has the authority to give you approval. Why? Do, so I wrote this down. Now we can talk about this a little bit. Why do people look for approval from people who are not qualified to give it? Isn't it true? We look for approval from people who are not in authority or do not have a position of influence in our life. Now, we can talk about that influence in many, in many dimensions. We can talk about it in scope. We can come by, talk about it in time. We can talk about it in birth. When you have a parent, that parent should have authority in your life. Yes, sir. They should have influence in your life. Am I right about that? And here's what I've learned. Children who do, do not receive proper approval at home are going to find it somewhere else. And that approval will begin to confirm the identity that they never had that they're beginning to manufacture right. in their mind. <laughs> are y'all learning anything so far? So I just want to stay with this, Josh, because approval can only come from someone who has authority. Approval says this. I endorse you or I condone what you are doing. Man. That's what approval is. I, I, I endorse you or I, 
I condone what you're doing. So I wrote this down. A question. Would you endorse a person that you, not, you do not condone their deeds? Boy, y'all thinking now. Y'all are thinking like that because there's an impeachment inquiry going on, but I'm not going to talk about that. Stop giving approval to people that you've not yet accepted. Come on, somebody. Stay with me. Don't, don't write me off yet. Are y'all with me? Here's an example of approval. If I'm a chef and you're my apprentice and I teach you to make soup, you make the soup, and I tell you it's not good. I didn't approve of your soup. But that does not mean I rejected you. Come on, sir. Here's what we've taught this generation. I'm sorry, y'all. Talk, sir. But we've taught this generation. If you do not accept my beliefs, you do not accept me. So what are you saying, Pastor Rick? We have, put, we have put more emphasis on approval than we have acceptance. And I'm going to talk about that. Go, go ahead, Josh. You got, look like you got some input. Go ahead. So what I, what I see there is exactly what you said. We put more emphasis on approval than acceptance. So here's the deal. If you won't accept what I believe or how I act, then you, then you won't approve of that, then you don't accept me. Right. 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 So belonging has two, two parts in particular. This is what psychologists say. Number one, that it affects two areas of your life. Okay. Self-presentation. Right. Self-presentation and social comparison. Right. Self-presentation and social comparison. So what happens is I will, I will conform or adapt myself. I will even take it a step further and distort myself. To be sure that I can get a stamp of approval from you. Wow. So kids, when they go into a school and they're not accepted right away, will begin to make social comparisons and go home and adapt to that so that they can come back and find some kind of approval. And what happens in the long run is that we lose ourselves along the way. Right. And so we end up with a very distorted hollow version of ourselves yeah and so what we belong to or what we think we belong to leaves us just a shell of a person powerful so we live in a time where we've taught a generation to look for approval and really what they should only expect is acceptance i'll show you what i'm talking about what would Jesus' social media look like? Man. What if he posted today on Facebook, you must eat my flesh and drink my blood? How many likes is he going to get? Come on. Not many. Here's, we're going to take a couple of turns here, but here's, here's one. Stop treating rejection like it is so bad. Come on, sir. Rejection could be saving you. Saving you. Okay? So we've taught children 
if your friends reject you, just run from them. Because we want them to look for approval from their friends. So we post something and we, and we check how many, how many likes, how many likes, how many likes. And I was thinking about Jesus. Jesus would be the worst social media guy. Worst. He would get these. How do you know that? Because it's scriptural. Isaiah 53 says he was despised and rejected upon, upon, uh, among men. Then Isaiah says he is the stone the builders accepted. No. He's the stone the builders Reject. Can I keep going? Yeah. He came to his own, and his own received him not. John chapter 6, he makes a declaration to a multitude, and they all leave, and he looks at his disciples and said, are you going to leave me too? Because even Jesus doesn't like rejection, but he accepts it. He accepts it. Man alive. Y'all not hearing me right there. Even Jesus wanted rejection, but he accepted the fact that everyone is not going to receive him. Come on. We don't teach our kids that. We don't teach each other that. Oh, Lord have mercy. So Peter says, we can't deny you because you have the words of eternal life. Come on, sir. Mother Teresa said these words right here. The worst pain a man will ever experience is the pain of rejection. Guess what? Pain is inevitable in life. My God. If we run around here thinking that everyone is going to approve of us and receive us and accept us and we build our life on likes and thumbs ups, we're going to come away, as Josh said, an empty shell of a person because we feel like we've not been affirmed, we've not been confirmed, and you know what happens with a person like this? They wander aimlessly through life. That's right. They can never find the right spouse, they can never find the right church, they can never find the right pastor, they can never find the right community because they cannot receive enough endorsements. Stop living for pats on your back. So here's what I've decided. We've got to start teaching and imparting to people. There's really only one entity that you are supposed to please and that you need a thumb up from. And that's God himself. That's right. Now watch. Many times pleasing him is going to cause you to be disliked by people. Disliked, my God. So here's what I came to tell you tonight. Embrace rejection a little bit more. Quit treating rejection like it's so bad. Are y'all hearing what I'm saying to you? Because the very rejection you could be experiencing could be a sign to you that you're doing something right because the Bible says beware when all men give you likes. The Bible says beware when all men speak well of thee. So if you're looking for endorsement from people all the time, you're in for a heartache that is undescribable. So anyway, praise the Lord. Did you get anything out of this so far? Okay, good. Now, let's turn it to, um, I just went around the block. I'm coming back to your, <laughs> I, I had all that on my heart. So you, 
You were talking about belonging, right? Josh, you and I talk all the time. 90% of our conversation is about what? Quest Church. <laughs> That's right. Because we want to, by the grace and love of God, build a house that is whole, whole. that is healthy, that's not judgmental, that's not racist, that's not prejudiced, that is integrated, where there is love and a feeling of being welcomed. Yes. That's our heart, yes. right? And that's a challenge anywhere. It's a challenge anywhere because you've got all these cultures and all these backgrounds that come together and we call it the family of God. And then we have this expectation of all of us seeing things the same way. And that just doesn't happen. But there are some things we have to agree on. That's right. And one is this, acceptance. Right? Not approval. Because I can promise you, if we got into each other's life, there'll be some issues. There's going to be some things we are not going to approve of each other. Am I right about it? And that's okay. Accept that. Let's talk about acceptance. Jesus returns from the wilderness with his identity into Galilee, Luke chapter 4. He sits down in Luke chapter 4, verse 18 and 19. He unrolls the scroll of Isaiah, and he found the place where it is written, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because it is written. Uh, I will preach the gospel to the poor. And what does he say? I will preach the acceptable year of the Lord. First statement, Jesus' ministry is what? Acceptance. Acceptance. Now, if that's the heart of Christ, shouldn't that be our heart? Come on, sir. Acceptance. Not approval. Why are we having so much trouble with Kanye? You don't know him well enough to approve him that's or not. Right. You certainly do not have a position of authority. Come on, sir. So our number one responsibility is to say welcome to the family of God. And we don't need to tell you what songs you're going to sing or how you're going to do your meetings. Just keep getting those young people saved. That's right. Do your thing. Just what, and, and accept. Tell your neighbor. Just accept that. Just accept that's that. all. That's all. All right. So he returns from the wilderness and he says, I'm here to preach the acceptable year of the Lord. Talk about that, Josh. I'm thinking about what you're saying right now. And so belonging says this, or, or this is the idea that when we belong, our cognitive energy naturally goes towards progress and growth. But when we don't belong, that same energy is given toward to scanning for divider barriers or stereotypes or discrimination, mm -hmm. right? right? So a few minutes ago I was saying that when we don't, when a person doesn't belong, they will manufacture a, a, a pseudo version of themselves, right, to try to belong. Well, what if we did the opposite? What if this person comes in and, and they don't look like we need them to look? Okay. They don't act like we need them to right. act. They are not functioning as the truest divine self that God made them to be. What if they don't look like that? But we open our, eye, our arms wide, and so all of a sudden, they get engrafted into a community or a gathering where they can begin to shed off the shell. 
and begin to shed off the things that are producing the inadequate uh, life or lifestyle that they've been living. Instead of saying, I don't approve of you. I don't approve of the way you act. And making that a point of emphasis. Instead, I, I could be wrong, but I think the word of God said it's the goodness of God. That leads men to repentance. Mm. Yes. Keep going. You're doing good, Josh. <laughs> I think that's where our culture has gotten. Right. I think that's why there's such, there's, there's such huge emphasis on divisions and people speaking out. Why are they speaking out so hard and protesting so much? Because they want to belong. They want to be accepted. And so I have to say, me too. Or I have to say, I too am Harvard. Like at Harvard, mm -hmm. there's this big movement at Harvard because, you know, the, I too am Harvard because the minorities weren't accepted as Harvard's, like as an official Harvard student. But they went to Harvard. Mm -hmm. And so they had to create a whole new movement to say, I too am Harvard. Why? Because people want to be accepted. And here's the problem. We created this social uh, environment that's really not social. Because right. you can present whatever you want to present on that camera. That's true. You know what I'm saying? And it's not even real. Back in the day, if you wanted to know how somebody was doing, you had to stop by their house and check them out. If you wanted, if you wanted to, to get together with somebody or gather or get together, you actually had to get together. Right? right? Nowadays, right. you don't have to do that. You can gather on the line. You yeah. can be whoever you want to be. And I think that's what's gotten us to this place. You, you've, what we've did is like embellish this idea that I need to belong to somebody and made it bigger and bigger and bigger. So everybody now is looking at all the barriers and all the divides and, and making those bigger because you won't accept me. You know what I'm saying? And right. we haven't, and, and I believe it's the church's responsibility to get back to what Bishop is saying. If the, if, the, if the focal point of Christ's first message when he comes out of the wilderness is to say, I accept you, then don't you think we should be that way too? Amen. Preaching good. So what happens when belonging or acceptance is not there? It produces two feelings in a person. Number one is insecurity and number two is detachment. Mm. So love is the glue, right? Jesus said, by this shall all men know you are my disciples. By your what? Love. Love one for another. So I can love you and not approve of everything going on in your life. That's what God does with us. He doesn't approve of everything, but he loves us unconditionally. So if we could ever get the Father's heart in the Father's house, churches would grow by multitudes at a time because people wouldn't come in here with an attitude of they may not accept me. Are y'all with me? So how do we do that? We have to create an environment that we lay down all judgment. We lay down all prejudice. Prejudice is prejudging. It's judging someone before you know them. Lay it all down and say, everyone welcome. So if we could, you know, we put the signs out and say, welcome home, welcome home, welcome home. Oh, that's a big thing in churches today. Yeah. Welcome home. But then they, when they walk in, we immediately judge where they need to be sitting. What, did, what are they wearing? I remember one time in San Antonio, I saw about three girls, you remember this, come in, skirts up to here, hair was a little messed up, and I knew, I saw them come in the door and I thought, whew, they've been out all night long. 
They went out for a minute. That's all night. <laughs> and I was watching my porters to see what they would do. And there were some seats on the front row. Y'all remember this? Mm -hmm. And those girls started for those seats. Buddy, when they did, they got cut off about third row in and taken to the back and sat in the back. And I could tell really what they wanted was just to be close enough to feel something. And we don't know what happened with those three girls the night before. But because we did this instead of this, I never saw those girls again. They never came back again. And my heart still breaks about that thought because just maybe if we would have accepted them just like they were and put them on the front row and if you want to use cloth for their legs, help yourself. Whatever. Just get them close enough to the anointing that God can change their life. And if we would stop pointing fingers and open our hands, we would see churches grow faster. Now let's bring it in the house. Come on, sir. Now let's just say they already in here. Because here's a fact. Many of you come to this church already, but you don't, you still don't feel really accepted. Come on, Pastor Rick. You feel tolerated. But you still come feel on. like I need to stay on the circumference. I'm not part of the inner group yet. Speak, sir. And that right there is a very spiritual thing that needs to be dealt with. All right? So, in its, again, prim primitive root, acceptance means actively welcoming. Come on. So, it's not a gesture. It's a pull. Mm -hmm. Hey, man, how are you? Glad you're here today. That is acceptance. Come on, sir. Acceptance is not, Hi. You can get high at the grocery store. You can be pumping gas. See the guy around the corner, hi, hi. But this right here says, you're welcome here. I accept you. I have no, now in order for me to accept him, now some of you are not going to like this, but when you study the etymology of the word acceptance, you know what a big definition is? Respect. It's respect. You can't really accept someone you don't respect. Why don't you give people respect? What do you mean by that, Pastor Rick? Respecting someone is not wanting them to change into the person you think they should be before on, you sir. ever know them. It's giving them a proper position as a human in this earth without putting any expectations on them at all. At all. Isn't that what Jesus did? That's right. He accepted. Suffer the children to come unto me. They try to stop them. They try to stop Bartimaeus. Bartimaeus kept crying. Jesus said, call him to me. He goes to the temple. They try to stop the woman that's been over for 18 on, years. Sir. Jesus said, call her unto me. Jesus is always calling people unto him, and the disciples are always pushing people away because the disciples represent the church, and Jesus represents Jesus, and we still got mean disciples that won't let come people on. get to Jesus. Come on, sir. But we want to be accepted in here, don't we? So here's another thing. Oh, boy. I'm going to tread lightly, okay? I'm going to tread lightly. 
You know, um, I, I just want to be, I just want to be right. I was telling someone the other day, quit trying to win. Just be, just be right. Be right with God. Quit competing. I fear for the church, not our church, just the church. This celebrity status deal that we've built in church is really dangerous. It's really dangerous. That's why you have to accept Kanye as a brother. Accept him as a brother. That's what he is. Right? Are you all with me so far? So watch this. It's cultic for a church to only want to hear their pastor. I'm sorry, but I don't sign autographs. Number one. And number two, I really don't think I'm that great of a preacher. I, I, I think I'm okay. But that's not the point. The point is, don't make that guy that. Don't make him that. And if I send a preacher here, then no, something must be good about that or he wouldn't be here. Right? So I just want to tell you, you know, please don't be that cultic church that goes, man, I can only hear from you, from me. That's, a, that's a, not a good way to be. That's not how the body of Christ is in Scripture. Read the Bible. Sure getting quiet in here right now. So, you know, let's accept Pastor Josh. Accept and say, man, that's, that's family. That's family. So, let's accept Sam Lopez. Why? why? Because he's family. He's family. If Josh tells you that's Pastor Rick's spiritual son for 22 years, right now it means, wow, he's part of us. He's family, right? So I, I'm just, I'm speaking on this because I want us to break this atmosphere here of this mindset of control and manipulation and, man, we're the body of Christ. So let's bring it to the house now. You know what I've learned, Josh? Acceptance really is important, but you'll never really have it without patience. Woo! Patience is so important. Romans chapter 1 says these words. 14. 14. Romans chapter 14 says these words. Verse 1. Accept. Say that word. Accept. Accept the one whose faith is weak without quarreling over disputable matters. My God. Woo, that will preach right there. Accept the one whose faith is strong. No. Doesn't say that. Accept the one whose faith is weak without quarreling over disputable matters. <laughs> what do you got to say about that, Josh? 
there are quite a few disputable matters. Would you agree? <laughs> if you don't believe that, turn on the news. But when somebody comes in here or somebody is in here and you're, we're with them, it's easy. Me and you, are, I would say 70% of the people in this room I have a conversation with, we're going to disagree about some things. Right. But the, the, the challenge here is to accept them, especially if they're weak, because it's our job to build their faith. Amen? Right. It's our job to grow them up. Amen? Right. By example, by acceptance, by love. Amen? Right. I think, I think Romans also teaches in chapter 12 not to think too highly of your, more highly I of yourself. I think it says that. Than you ought to think. I think it says and, that. And a lot of times we, as, as believers, get so overconfident in our growth, in our tenure, with our walk with God that we feel we've arrived or come to a place where we have a position or a high place to oh, look man. down on somebody because yep. they are different than we are. And the reality is I've been saved since I was five years old. I've been in ministry for 21 years. And the reality is Christian Wong is 23 years old and he teaches me every week. He doesn't have the experience that I have. No, he doesn't. But the, he's, why should I look down on him? There's somebody that's walking through this church, these church doors on Sunday morning. This Sunday morning, they're coming through those doors. And they need you to love them. Here, let's flip the coin. You don't know that God sent them here just for you. We don't ever look at it like that. Because the, the, the body of Christ is a body fitly joined, joined together. together. And the joints have to reciprocate. And so if God sends somebody in your life, he didn't send them just for you to pour into them or you to have some kind of out. Maybe God sent them into your life for you. Powerful. Josh, let's take this a little deeper. Yes, sir. Accept the one whose faith is weak without quarreling over disputable matters. Hmm. One person's faith allows them to eat anything, but another whose faith is weak eats only vegetables. Woo. See, I knew vegetarians had weak faith. I weak knew that. Faith. Just learned it right there in the weak Bible. Weak faith. Bring me some pork chops, please. Some steak. I want to keep that faith strong. Yeah. Oh. One person's faith allows them to eat anything, but another whose faith is weak eats only vegetables. The one who eats everything must not treat with contempt the one who does not, and the one who does not eat everything must not judge the one who eats everything. Stop judging me, because I'm going to go get I me a quarter lot. pounder when this, when this service is over. No, I'm just kidding. I'm about to change my wicked ways. The one who does not hear it, for God has what? Accepted them. Who are you to judge someone else's servant? To their own master, servants stand or fall. And they will stand, for the Lord is able to make them stand. Can you say amen to that? Listen, accept people even if they're struggling. Accept them even if you believe in some way in your mind that their faith is weaker than you. Watch this. Accept them if they do not serve the Lord exactly like you do. Right? So let's, 
Let's do that. Work out your own salvation. With fear and trembling. Your own. So what is the standard of acceptance then? And I'll close on this. Right? So there has to be a standard of acceptance. Do you agree with that? It has to be. So it's in the Bible. It's in the next chapter. Romans 15, 7. Accept one another just as Christ accepted you in order to bring praise to God. That's huge. Huge. Accept one another just as Christ accepted you. How did he accept you? Let me ask, let me ask this question. Were you saved before he accepted you? Let me ask you now. Did you have it all together before he accepted you? No. No, tell the truth. Shame the devil. You didn't have it all together before he accepted you. Were you all that? No, you weren't. He accepted you without any pre-qualification. He accepted you just like you were. So guess what? There's your standard. Accept people just like they are and watch. Remove expectations from them by saying you're going to change them and allow God to have his way. That's right. Because the fact is we have never changed anyone. I was talking to a married couple in ministry the other day, and they're in a very successful, but going through a season of struggle. And I, and I told them, I said, listen, you will never change him. I'm telling you, you can try all, you will not change him. A man can change his habits, but only God can change his nature. Thank you.